On this episode of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we dive into the state of baseball in our province with Baseball Alberta's Darren DeKinder. Considering it is November, the weather hasn't been too awful for those looking to stretch out the baseball season just a little while longer than usual. With the parks and stadiums mostly quiet, though, heading into the winter, now's the time of year where those involved in the sports are able to take a look back on the year that was and look ahead to the year still to come. 2018 was another banner year for baseball in Alberta, from record numbers playing ball at the grassroots level, right up to some young players getting picked in the MLB draft. And of course, we can't forget Calgary phenom Mike Soroka capturing the attention of many in the baseball world by making it to the Atlanta Braves starting rotation. So what is the state of the game in our province? I recently had the chance to sit down with Baseball Alberta's Darren DeKinder ahead of their AGM and year-end banquet coming up later this month in Edmonton. Darren, first off, thanks for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. When you look back on 2018, because we are kind of coming to the end now, what are you going to remember most about this year? You know, I, I think we've had another... Um, you know, great year of growth. Um, you know, we cracked uh, 18,000 players for the first time ever in our history. Uh, so I'm, I'm really proud of our member organizations for all they've done to, to kind of grow the sport. Um, probably the most memorable event for me personally was uh, having Fort McMurray Matter Baseball uh, host the uh, uh, Midget National Championships this year. And uh, what great hosts they were. Uh, their, their team performed well, as, as did Team Alberta, which was uh, represented from St. Albert this year. Um, and it was just an awesome tournament to uh, to be a part of. It's amazing when you look at Fort Mac and you look at some of the other communities. Like I, I know Calgary gets a lot of attention. I know Med Hat and Lethbridge get a lot of attention, but it's some of those smaller communities and maybe the less thought of communities, even Grand Prairie and and that, that are really starting to see some some grassroots growth, aren't they? Yeah, they they really are, Joe. Uh, um, Fort McMurray is seven hundred players. 700 baseball players in, in Fort McMurray, Alberta. Um, you know, right from the youngest kids uh, playing uh, rally cap, um, you know, right through to uh, to Mitch AAA. And, and uh, you know, uh, Kevin Breen, who's the president of their organization, deserves a great amount of credit for all that he has done to really lead that organization. Um, you know, um, you know, by in context here, like five years ago, they would have been, you know, about 500 players. So, you know, huge growth there, huge, huge growth. It's amazing to me as well is sort of the the efforts that you guys have made in terms of some of the the grassroots programs and that. And I know when we've spoken in the past, there has been that that appetite to grow it from the the smaller levels. I guess what's been sort of the key for you guys in getting the younger kids going? Um, so you know, I've I've referenced uh, uh, in the past in many organizations this uh, the the DQ Rally Cap program um, is really a, a great grassroots fundamental skills development program, and it's really not designed about teaching kids how to play baseball and win and score runs. 
it's a program that's designed to teach kids to start to develop success and their ability to throw the ball, catch the ball, hit the ball, run the bases, field the ball. Uh, and so those those kinds of things, those we'll call them building blocks of our sport, and really in lots of sports. I mean, these these are kind of basic athletic skills. But the building blocks for our sport, I think, is what uh, makes the sport fun. Uh, the DQ Rally Cap uh, program is designed so that as kids grow in their skills in these areas, they get different colors of hat. So, so they start off with a – they get a white cap if they can do some basic things and progress through uh, through gray and black and green and blue. And at the end, there's a red cap. And not every kid gets a red cap, but a lot of kids get a red cap. And, and you know, that's uh, kind of this idea over a, over a couple-year period of, of really getting good fundamental building block skills. And when those are in place, the sport becomes fun. I've noticed as well, one of the things that has really taken, uh, I think, the the Canadian game by storm is the the women's game. And some of the young, talented girls, I know there were three really young ones, and then there's a couple of veterans in Kelsey Lawler and Nicola Chansky who did really, really well uh, making it to the national team and, and representing the, the country really well here. What does that say about the, the growth of the, the women's game here in, in Alberta? Yeah, I mean... Uh... That's an area that we've uh, we certainly had success in the past. And um, last year, uh, the Baseball Alberta Board of Directors decided to create um, a woman's uh, technical coordinator, um, specifically focused on on helping drive that aspect of the sport. And uh, you know, the results of that are us continuing on this path of, of identifying those players and, and providing opportunities for them to develop. Uh, we have a an all female team that participates in our Mitch Double A League, uh, and we've um, you know encouraged uh, uh, female players from across the province of that age to to play on that team. Nicole Chansky does play on that team, as does Kelsey Lawler, uh, and many others. And again, it's an opportunity for them to be integrated with our leagues, get reps, because uh, you're not going to be a great. Uh, baseball player if the first time you swing a bat is obviously at the at the World Cup so there has to be some ways within the the structure to to get practice time and game time and, and that kind of thing and this and this team I think is a way a been a huge vehicle for that to occur so it's interesting the other big story item I think from Alberta is is the success story of Mike Soroka in Atlanta and making the the major team obviously the injury didn't help he would have been great to see him in the playoffs but what does it say about the 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 league and or about the the province and the ability to uh, garner some national attention on that front as well and you're starting to see guys like Cesar Valero out of Okotoks in Calgary who's who's getting some major uh, attention now Eric Sabrowski we had a few kids getting drafted I mean there's some there's some real talent starting to be developed here yeah so you know I I, I just talked about rally cap and that grassroots you know building blocks now you're talking about the you know, the finished product, perhaps, for some of those players that happens when they're 18 years of age. And, um, you know, our, our um, Norwest Mitchell AAA League has has produced uh, a number of really good players over the last uh, number of years. And you, and you just named some. Like Soroka is a really good example. Uh, Tanner Kerwer, who was drafted by the Jays uh, last year, is another one that uh, played in our league. Um, uh, and uh, Eric Sabrowski, obviously, was a was a Norwest Major AAA Player of the Year when he played, as was Tanner. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, nothing but positives have, have come out of the, you know, over a period of time, not just one year, but 
but you know, probably over a four or five year period, we're, we're seeing some great development in that league. I've seen as well with Sabrowski in particular. I know at the college level he was pitching and playing, uh, playing in the field as well. We've talked about Shohei Otani as well. There's an interesting, when you go back to that grassroots level, is there's real attention paid to making athletes rather than making position players. Yeah, you know, I think that's a function of of how um, these organizations develop. And, you know, you, you, you know, we talked about smaller communities like Fort McMurray and Grand Prairie. And, you know, there's, there, there isn't a, a, a stable of, of 40 players of that age and caliber to play. And so you need to develop your team around the athletes that you have. And, and so that means that many of them have to adopt multiple roles. They can't just be specialized in, in one position or, or one area of the game. And, and I think that there's been some, in my opinion, some benefits to that in terms of uh, being better athletes. Uh, and for the players, you know, I think they like to be involved in many parts of the game. Eric in particular, I think, you know, there's a guy who likes to pitch, but he also likes to hit. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to see maybe a change happening. And speaking of changes, are there any maybe on the horizon for baseball, Alberta? As we, I know that we were looking forward to the AGM soon, and we're looking forward to kind of a, a winter off. But at the same time, the planning for next year doesn't necessarily stop by any stretch of the imagination. I would describe us as having um, a lot of significant. Uh, changes so you know nothing uh, that I would describe as earth-shattering or, or fundamentally different to you know the the beauty of baseball is it's a an old established sport with uh, uh, a lot of tradition and uh, and classic elements to it so you know the, those things are going to continue uh, we're going to continue to focus on um, helping our our members really uh, develop their grassroots programs, attract more players who want to participate at all levels and at all ages, um, and help them build their programs up over time. Um, you know, we have a, uh, you know, an organization, for example, here in, in Edmonton, um, Southwest Edmonton Minor Baseball, that uh, joined us uh, two years ago. Um, and so uh, their first year with us, they had, I think, uh, just under 200 players. Uh, and this past year, they had 450 players. So uh, this is an example of an organization that's got a plan uh, and is uh, working really aggressively to uh, to find ways to get their you know the youth and their community involved in baseball. Interesting as well, given the the with all the the talk about baseball here in Alberta and all the talent that's coming through, and you 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 look at it from from an overarching perspective. 2018, by the sounds of it, a great success. How do you improve upon that, or how do you get the the growth to go even more heading into the next even five or ten years? I think the the key to that, Joe, is to continue to offer an experience for our players, coaches, umpires, and volunteers that makes them want to return the following year. So I, I think that with all sports, soccer, baseball, hockey, football, whatever, um, I think there's a there's an element of families that that get involved to try the sport. They want to see if it's a if it's a positive experience for you know for their son or daughter to participate in. And I think that uh, our job is to continue to make baseball a positive experience for those families. And when they come back and you know bring a few of their friends with them, over time we start to see this growth momentum that we've experienced. And and uh, I think that's I think a real fundamental key to helping us, you know, continue on that on that growth path. 
the other thing I would mention, uh, Joe, is that you know we have this this process that we use where we work really hard to match teams uh, throughout the season with similar uh, competitive teams, so that the the talent differentials between uh, teams uh, are are connected together so that teams play similar teams. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a great sort of secret to our success has been trying really hard and continuing to try really hard to do a good job of that so that, you know, uh, the the experience is positive because whether I won or whether I lost, I was in a competitive game. I had a chance to win. I had a chance to, to compete at that game. Um, and, you know, if I look back 15 years ago, we would have had a lot more games that were, you know, blow-type games that um, both the winning team and the losing team wouldn't have necessarily described as a positive experience. We have far, far less of those games now. Yeah, I find in those kinds of games as well is that there's not a lot learned from either side. Right. So the, the team that wins develops some bad habits because it was too easy for them to win. And the team that loses um, sometimes is discouraged. And there are odds of coming back the next year which is what you need to do if you're going to get better, right? Because, you know, you're not, if you take up the sport and you're, and you're 10 years old or nine years old and, and it's your first year and that's your only experience with it, um, you know, the, I think big league guys would, would say that it sometimes takes a long time to get really good at their craft. And, and even for amateur players, you know, a 10-year-old player is going to take some reps to get better and it'd be better when he's 11 and, and when she's 12 and, and so on. And, and so I think that that's, that can't be overemphasized enough. And so when you have a positive experience where you're in a meaningful game, your odds of coming back the next year are greater, and then you'll get more skills. You'll maybe get a, um, you know, a, a different coaching experience. Uh, your coach will be better. He'll have more things to teach you, and so on. Speaking of coaches, one final note I, I wanted to touch on when it comes to the game is how are you finding the the uh, atten- or the attraction and the retention of coaches and umpires, volunteers, that kind of thing? Is that something that needs to be worked on heading into the uh, into the next year? Yeah, I mean that's something that we that we work on every year. Um, I think we had uh, six hundred new coaches in in Alberta in, in twenty eighteen, uh, and we had about two hundred new umpires. Um, which is a good thing, um, you know. As as I talked about the growth in players, um, you, you can't sustain that growth if you don't have uh, those willing to coach and, and work with the youth to help them be better athletes. And you also need officials to uh, to service the competitive aspect of the sport. And uh, uh, certainly, uh, those have been areas of focus, and, and will continue to be areas of focus as we grow. One of the things that I've noticed is whether it's coaches, and I know the academy's been really good at this, is bringing in guys who might have been drafted and didn't get past, you know, double A ball or that kind of thing, and they managed to come back home. Uh, the the thing with the umpires I've noticed is we had four Alberta umpires that were involved in Little League World Series events during the course of the summer as well, and so that can't necessarily be a bad thing when it comes to um, uh, attracting and, and reten- uh, keep maintaining. Uh, those officials. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we've we've got about uh, about 63 what I would call sort of senior level umpires in the province uh, that are in the national program. Um, uh, not all of them have have yet to go to a national championship, but many of them have. Um, and you know, that for us uh, in the in the baseball world, the pinnacle of amateur officiating is 
is the ability to go to a uh, Baseball Canada National Championship. And um, we've been fortunate that we've been able to uh, to send many umpires over the last uh, 20 years uh, to be involved in, in, in those high-level events for sure. Mm-hmm. Darren, looking forward to looking back on 2018 and looking ahead to 2019 with the AGM and Banquet. Uh, thanks again for doing this. You know what? It was my pleasure to do it, and uh, let's do it again real soon. That will do it for another edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. Next week, we profile two Alberta-born brothers who continue to make waves in baseball. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast as we're now available on both Apple Podcasts and Google Play. If you don't mind, leave a comment or a rating and let us know how you're enjoying the show. Until next time, thanks again for tuning in to Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. Thank you.